Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking. And I am your host, Philip Anthony. Thank you all for joining us today. And I hope that you're all doing fantabulous. One more time. Fantabulous. Yeah, there you go. We're we're all doing fantabulous today. Oh, my God, you guys. I am so excited about today's show. As many of you know, this show, the Downright Upright Show, has been a podcast on AM 950 for a little bit over a year and a half. And But today's show, today's show is the first radio broadcast of the Downright Upright Show. Yay! Hello, all my new listeners. Oh, my God. Welcome to the Downright Upright Show. You're going to love it. We're fun. Right? Don't we have a good time? It's very fun. Absolutely. And um, to add the cherry on the Sunday, the Downright Upright Show will be one of four hour-long shows that address LGBTQ topics. First will be This Queer Book Saved My Life and The Gaily Show, hosted by J.P. Dare Bogohosian. And he he loves how I pronounce his name. (laughs) I love you, J.P. Second will be Twin Cities Pride Amplified, hosted by Andy Otto and Rena Heisel. Third up is Ellie 2.0, hosted by Ellie Krug. Love you, Ellie. And closing out the block will be my show, hosted by Amoi. <laughs> <laughs> that means me in French. <laughs> anyway, so the format of the show is very simple. I'm going to talk about to the people that have never heard the show before. We've we got to discuss how it's operated, mm-hmm. I guess is the term. Um, it's very simple. I have a guest or two on the show every week, and we discuss their contributions to the community. And after we talk about their personal journeys, we talk about current events. And that part of the show is called The Shift. Make sure you pronounce the F, otherwise what happens? We have- get edited, censors come in. Yeah, they go, ixnay, uh-huh. we have problems. Yeah. So make sure you say shift, everybody say shift. 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 I had one guest say shifita. <laughs> Just to be safe. <laughs> to be Add extra safe. syllable. <laughs> extra syllable. So uh, let's talk about the mission of the show. So the mission of the show is to provide a safe space for LGBTQ community members and their allies. As many of you already know, I identify as a proud married gay man. Also, the show is a megaphone for the voiceless in the progressive community who want their issues addressed, and I promise to do my best uh, to um, address those issues on the show. Now, every month, uh, I have two co-hosts that assist me. We talk about current events. So, it's, yeah, show them your, you. your, your mug. <laughs> yeah, those are amazing. I have merch now, guys. Merch. Great merch. Show the merch. Show the merch. This is going to be merch one day. It's, it's so far, it's just You're generic. It's generic, It's Clacking. generic, yeah. yeah. But we're going to get these done, too. Yeah. And, uh, uh. Also, I'm going to introduce the two co-hosts separately, so you meet them individually. So first, we have uh, Austin Ballhagen. Hello. She's waving. And and Matt Hammondson. Hi. And they'll be offering their views on the current events of the day. And they both have specialties, and we're going to talk about that. Um, Matt, uh, your specialty is? Well, I do a lot of work in diversity. Ooh, excuse me. Diversity, <laughs> equity, and inclusion. Haven't had enough water, apparently. You're choked Ooh, up. I know. I'm so choked up. This first show. This radio first show. show. You choked up. <laughs> Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yes. Um, yeah, that's that's sort of my 
area, at least as it is as it stands right now. So yeah. happy to be here with that angle. And Austin Ballhagen's specialty is? I, I'm kind of a political wonk, I guess. I've done a lot of volunteering in, in different political space and uh, some work in different political spaces. Um, so kind of a, you know, some people read football drafts. I'm the person checking filings. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she, her specialty, she's, she's a little humble about this, but her specialty <laughs> is Minnesota politics, mm. which is I need a little assistance with. Same. So yeah, I love the word wonk. By the way, that was great. <laughs> what is it? W O N K? Is that it? Yeah. So yes. wonky. Gotta look that one up. Yeah, I used to yeah. be an English teacher. You think I would know that? You know, I would know how to spell it, and I don't think I could do that. <laughs> it's a wonky word. Yeah, wonky. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like wonk. And, <laughs> and also, uh, Austin was a uh, – what was your title before you left politics? You were a um, – yeah. So I, I, for three cycles, was the chair of Minnesota's 2nd Congressional District uh, DFL party um, and was, was very heavily involved in, in different DFL spaces. Um, I'm also a member of Stonewall DFL um, and, and a very proud bisexual uh, millennial woman. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, thank you for bringing that up because we're going to identify ourselves now to, so that everybody knows – uh, what we identify as. So I am going to go first because, you know, sure. it's all about me. Yeah. No, <laughs> I am a very proud gay married man. And Matt is a very. <laughs> I'm a proud gay man, uh, not married, but happily, you know, in love. And oh my God, he's uh, so nice, your boyfriend. Uh, I mean, no, your partner. Wonderful. Yeah, that's. Special person. Yeah, special uh, person. And, yeah. you know, enjoying the world and all the wonderful things that the world continues to give me, which is great. I know it sounds really like, I don't know. I don't know how that sounds, but, you know, I feel very great. blessed. Yeah, it does. Like, to be here and be here with you two and, and Patrick. Hey, Patrick, our producer. Say Patrick. hi, Patrick. Is he here? Oh, he's, he stepped away. Oh, uh, okay. Well, That's Patrick's okay. still great, regardless. We love of him anyway. We're on our own, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We're all, <laughs> now we're on our own here. We, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, and, and Austin's also married. Uh, I'm engaged, technically. Yeah, oh. we're not we're not actually officially married yet. So. Oh, I thought that. I see. We've, I was... we've just we've been together so long. It seems like we're married. <laughs> yeah, I, I always thought that. So uh, remember, never assume because when you assume, mm-hmm. you make don't a... say it. Don't say oh, it. I can't. The censors out of you and me. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about um, first of all, how exciting is this that we have a radio show now? Great. Guys? Yes. I mean, we're mm-hmm. list, we're we have like. Brand new people that have never heard of us before. And that's going to be great. But happy for you. You've been doing this for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. And now stepping into this, this is wonderful. So congrats to you. And Thank you hit a big mile marker last mm-hmm. month. Yeah, 50. Yeah. yeah. And that was the day Matt was not uh, under the weather. Yeah, I like was. To say. Yeah. Yeah. Are you feeling better, though, I'm, now, Matt? Well, I'm here now, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're here now. Yeah, and you look fabulous. Oh, by thank the way. you. I love your cap. It's cute. <laughs> the way you wear it. Well, the... that's I, the hat is here because I didn't want it. I was not in the mood to do my hair this morning. It's like <laughs> no, it's this is it easier. Works. It does. So now uh, we have you know a few few more minutes in the first segment. So I want to talk about you guys, you know, and then the second segment will it'll all be about me again, of course. Of course. So <laughs> you guys are just kidding. I, I I am very humble myself. So uh, let's talk about yourself. We'll start with Austin. She's going to tell us a little bit, uh, a short bio, you know, um, and whatever you want to tell the audience, feel free. Oh, boy. Um, that's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> going first. Right, right. Well, you was... want, uh, would you want to go first? Uh, that, yes, that's she totally does. That's fine. <laughs> um, no, 
it was great. Um, I I born and raised uh, in Iowa. Uh, moved to Minnesota um, actually to work in politics um, and um, have kind of kind of done a variety of different jobs in that aspect. Um, and it's it's always a it's it's interesting to see how much the political landscape has changed in terms of organizing, um, and and that's both in part of how attitudes have shifted, but also how um, technology has really changed political organizing as well. Um, you know, back in the day, I, I in college, you know, we were on street corners uh, protesting the Iraq war, and now that's all done through, you know, organizing and reaching people through Facebook and social media, and there is still an in-person component to that, but it's just amazing how it's become so much easier to reach people, um, and I... I like I said, I love um, looking at filing deadlines and reading into, um, you know, what's happening at the legislature. And there's a lot of really cool, exciting things that may not seem that exciting, but they're they're great topics. Um, and we're so thankful to have a DFL trifecta here in Minnesota really protecting oh, us. Oh, yeah. Oh, my so, God. That was amazing. Yeah. When I heard we got, like, the House, the Senate, and the governorship, I... It literally fell off the sofa. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. It's amazing. And look at all the things we've done, right? Absolutely. And people who've moved here because of that, you know, are safe oh, haven yeah. for, for transgender folks. Like, it's wonderful, all the things that have come from that. Yeah, 110%. Yeah. yeah, so when I uh, – one of my shows, I did a, a Pride uh, episode. But this is before I had the video, so mm-hmm. it was just audio. But to the, to the letter, every trans person that I spoke to, I moved here from – Blah blah blah, and because I I found a safe space here in Minnesota, yeah, yeah. and women, this mm-hmm. is a safe space for just every single yeah. childbearing person, because in other states, mm-hmm. you know, look what happened to Kate Cox, you know, I mean, so yeah, we're just a beacon. Yeah, that's the term I like. I'm to thankful use. to live in, live in the state that allows for that and has yes. those opportunities. Absolutely. Let's, let's give a hand to Minnesota. Yay, Yay Minnesota! Minnesota! Um, what, what was your experience like being chair when you were the district chair? Did you enjoy that? I, I did. And, you know, so often um, Minnesota's 2nd Congressional District is one of the most competitive uh, congressional districts. It, it truly is a purple district. It is That's not the Andy, a, Andy it's Craig Andy Craig's district. district. Yeah. yeah. And we're yeah. very fortunate to have um, such an amazing congresswoman. I mean, there is nobody an like Angie Craig. LGBT woman. Yes. Yes. I love it. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and she has broken so many barriers in terms of, uh, you know, first lesbian mother in Congress, mm-hmm. lesbian first lesbian grandmother in Congress, um, and oh, all the work. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, and all the work that she does, um, you know, just she is really truly incomparable. Um, but it, it's I, I say all the time, people point to the the second congressional district as you know we do kind of have to operate a little bit differently because it is so competitive. Um, but our, our greatest resources are people. We just have such an incredible team of volunteers and folks that turn out and give their time and their money and their sanity to trying to make the world a better place. Um, it's it's just incredible to be a part of that team. Yeah. Have you ever met her in person? Yes. Yes. Stop. Yep. See, no, that's one great. thing I haven't done. I, you know, yet. I, I, yes. Invite her to the show. Oh my God, would she come? You think? Only one way to find out. Only one way to find out. Yeah. Oh, my nerves are shot. I, <laughs> Challenge I, oh, extended. Or what we used to say in the in the in the 80s was my gay nerves. Uh, <laughs> remember that? Oh, you're too young. No, that was a term we used to use back in the day. But now I guess it's I don't know. 
antiquated. Um, <laughs> what was she? What, what did? What's the first impression you you got about her when you when you um, met her? Um, incredibly accessible, and and I say that in the sense of um, a lot of times you will see people in the legislature that, um, in it, it's just the nature of politics is right. You generally need to be retired, or you need to be very independently wealthy to take the time to be able to run and and have that freedom and that privilege. Um, Angie is somebody that grew up in in very humble origins, um, and she is just so in tune with um, what working people deal with on a day-to-day basis. And she's so accessible to her constituents um, and just incredibly available and and generally really truly does care about improving people's lives and understands that, you know, they're can be bills piling up on the table. There are people that have to make choices between eating and feeding themselves or their family and, and medications that they might need, but they got to pick one or the other. Um, she is just, it blows me away with, we are so blessed to have somebody like her in Congress. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if she's listening, maybe she'll come on. <laughs> I think you, got, you have to extend the invite. I know. You got to do it. Well, I have to. You, I have to start networking. Yes, that's the way to do it. Absolutely. I, 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 she intimidates me though because she's so amazing. I mean, look at all the things that she's been doing. I mean, for us and for our community, especially. Mm-hmm. You know. So now we're, we're going to talk to Matt about. Do you have anything more? Oh, by no, the way, do, okay. do your thing. Do okay. your thing. I think I was stretching it out. I wanted, you know. Well, now we got <laughs> so, Angie Craig introduced in here as well, which is lovely. <laughs> so that's great. So Matt, tell us a little about you and. Uh, you know, what, what you, you're going to be bringing to the show. Uh, okay. I guess I'm bringing, um, all, all I can bring is just my experiences and my knowledge, which is only, you know, as much as I know, right? You don't know what you don't know. I know I don't only so much, if that makes any sense, right? So right, yeah. Um, I turned 40 this past year, which is a fun you milestone. Did? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't tell me, did you? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God! Happy birthday! Happy forty. This is like in May. What do you mean? <laughs> May. Yeah. Oh, this past year, I turned forty. So I'm in my I'm in Q three of my my fortieth year, if you will. Oh boy. Uh, and so you know, I well, guess, happy belated yeah. birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Or happy early birthday. Yeah, happy early birthday. Or happy forty to forty one now. So well, yeah. Okay. Well, um, let me know when your birthday is, so we it. could celebrate. Okay, it. Yeah. we got it. Uh, so. You know, I think from that, just kind of, I'm at this, maybe I'm at this particular point, just like it's kind of an interesting milestone, I suppose, where I look back and I can think back to 10, 20, 30 years ago and how much I've changed and evolved and experiences I've gone through. And um, it's just amazing to to think about the people that I've encountered and the things that I've learned, you know. So I, I always try to be like, I always try to be thankful for that and, you know, try to be reflective on that too. And um, because I, like I said earlier, like I feel very privileged for a lot of things that I have in my life. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean that as like bragging rights. I'm just really thankful for the life that I have. Right. And that comes from like the family, like, you know, my parents and my brothers, you know, always been wonderful humans in my life. So I'm thankful for them. And I have, a, I have wonderful friends. I've been, I have friends that I've known since grade school, you know, like just texting with my, my, my best friends this morning. I've known her since third grade, you know, so to have friends from all, all sorts of life and just like to be people as supportive people have just helped me be who I am and allow me to be myself. So I'm thankful for that. But career-wise, um, I grew up in Bloomington, so not too far, and now I live in South Minneapolis. Uh, but career-wise, I've gone through um, the education system. I mentioned earlier, so I was a teacher, so I taught it. I've taught in a few, what, five different school districts. I taught middle school, taught high school, English, drama, um, directed plays, coached for the speech team, because, you know, when you're a teacher, you don't 
you know, make a whole lot of money to support yourself. So you got to find other ways to do it. And let's be honest, those things were amazing. Got me connected to students and helped me learn and grow. And then I became an instructional coach. So I got to teach or like work with adults on their processes. And that got me working more with like racial equity and doing bigger picture work and, and um, talking more with like regional uh areas and doing all sorts of other training. So I just like learn. I, I like I'm a yes person. I say yes to all sorts of things, hence why I'm here. Because I love saying yes to things <laughs> that sound interesting and fun with good people. You mean if I asked you to be a co-host, you would have said no? No, I wouldn't because I'm a yes person. And then so anyway, so now I do DEI work at the University of Minnesota and I love doing that work too. So I've been doing that for almost two years now. So well isn't the right attacking DEI uh, around the world, oh, around yes. the country now? Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, for sure. Have you experienced that yet? Uh, yes and no. You know, like people question and I think it's okay to question and to, to raise concerns, you know, and um, to those folks that say keep questioning, but also be open to learning and understanding why this might be important and impactful for you. Of course, I'm biased, right? Because I believe in this work and that's why I'm doing it, right? But at the same time, I I hope that others would, be, would understand that doing this work, it is difficult and it is challenging and it's not making things worse. It's The intention is to make things get better. Like, let's sit down and have difficult conversations because that that makes our world just that much stronger. Uh, yeah. And before we take a break, yeah. I, I, I really want to hear about your your coming out experience. Because okay. you know, so since this is an LGBTQ mm-hmm. geared show, yeah. um, we could talk about me after the break. But what was your experience like, in, uh, uh, you know, being a gay man and coming out? Sure. So I was 19, just about to turn 20. In fact, I have tattoos on my on my arm that show I have chapter 19. It says on the outside and chapter 20 on the inside, like closer to my heart, you know, like kind of old life and new life, you know, sort of thing. Oh, wow. Um, and the chapter has to do with I used to be an English teacher. So that connection. So too, was I. I yeah. So the the that, that experience is really just like um, it was a lot of that internal struggle of like, okay, I'm feeling these things. I'm thinking all these things. And I've been kind of suppressing a lot of these ideas for so many, so many years, you know, and just kind of avoiding and not really paying attention to those parts of myself. I think it, it became very easy just to avoid and um, try to just be comfortable with, you know, like creating the, this life that I think I should lead, which is, you know, the hetero life because we live in this very hetero world, right? Um and then finally, I was like, no, I have to do it. I remember driving. I remember just like sobbing, just being like, I have to do this. Like, I, like I, I am a gay person. I'm a gay man. I need to acknowledge that to myself. And like, I remember acknowledging it to myself. And then I acknowledged it to friends and acknowledged it to family. And um, there were many years, you know, I feel like I continue to come out, you know, sometimes it's much easier now. I remember like there were jobs I had where I wasn't, I didn't share because I didn't know how the repercussions yeah. or how people would respond, especially as a teacher. I didn't, I was worried about, you know, students having concerns or parents. Um, but then I just become more and more comfortable with who I am and how I show up for the world because the best thing I can do is just be myself and not avoid those parts of myself that are as authentically me, right? I'm yeah. happy to be gay and out. Yeah, so Austin and Matt are going to be talking about how the show got started. They're going to be asking me, mm-hmm. asking me about my coming out stories and my early life. But obviously, we have to take a short break. Of course, that timer is scary. This is it my is. first time. Oh, <laughs> Going into a break as a radio host. Yay! So we'll be back after these messages. This is Philip Anthony, and I am the host of the Downright Upright Show. Yay! Welcome back to the first radio version. 
the Downright Upright Show with Philip Anthony. Again, I'm your host, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. And remember, this is the Downright Upright Show on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We love AM 950, guys. We do. Don't we? Yes. Absolutely. The only game in town, guys. If you want to listen to progressive radio, this is the place to go. Really, it Mm -hmm. is. So uh, now we're going to talk a little bit about how the show got started how it fell into my lap, but I'm not going to talk about it until the, my co-host asks me Because <laughs> I hate talking about, I hate just like a monologue. I hate that. I love the banter. You know, I'm a banterer. Is that, is that, sure. a, is that a word? Sure. We'll make it one. Yeah. It, <laughs> we all understand what it means. Yeah, yeah. I'm a banterer. So that works. And then after that, we'll talk about my early life and my coming out. Um, I, had, I had a pretty tragic um story to tell so we'll we'll get into that so which of you wants to start um probing me oh my gosh <laughs> with questions right with okay questions. so we have a whole list of questions i don't know we where do. we, we do we do oh i don't know if you want to start you you had kind of the the broader the big picture ones big picture do you yeah. want to start with how the show got started that's kind of sure. yeah let's do that let's do it you want to how did the that? show come about yeah yeah how the show came about yeah well um uh, in 2020, there was a Pete Buttigieg um, uh, event, mm-hmm. and I was in the audience. And there was a lady who has been on my show twice, and you met her. Yep. She was on the anniversary show last year. Her name is Sue Ann Rollins. Hi, Sue Ann. And Sue Ann uh, picked me out of the crowd along with another guy and asked, would you like to be on my podcast? I'm like, yeah, me? Well... I said, yeah, and she asked me questions about Pete, da-da-da, and she had this little podcast machine. You remember when I first started the show, I had that machine before I came into the studio? Remember I had that? When you were at my house, when I had the podcast machine. Yes. Oh, that machine, yes. Yeah, yeah, with it was the, like a film camera machine. Yeah. Very, very cute machine. Yeah. yeah. It's a podcast. And I got that from Sue Ann because oh, okay. she was the one that gave me the model number, how to use it. There was YouTube video she you know, steered me towards. And so I started like you know, um, looking at podcasting. And then I had met, so there was something called the Blue State Ball, AM 950 used to have, where all the hosts would get together and uh, politicians would come, speakers, blah, 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 and the hosts would be there. And I happened to run into Chad Larson. Hi, Chad Larson. He's the owner of AM 950. Yay. Let's give him a hand. Woo, Chad. And uh, I mentioned to him about you know, I I think I could do this, Chad. I'm 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 got this fire in my belly. I want I want to. I'm exploding with information. I really want to get out. All right, Philip. Let's let's try it. I mean, he really opened the door for me, and mm. uh, I I don't know how you know I would have even gotten this this show without Chad. So thank you, for Chad, again. And the next thing you know, I did you know the podcast, and it was doing really well, and. As you guys were show- on my show a few times when I had the podcast, now it's both. Now it's a podcast and a radio show, and this is the first one. I'm still, sh- I'm still kind of in shock about this. It's crazy. It really is how life, you know, progresses. So yeah, yeah. So that's how the show got started. Yeah, I love it. Start with Pete. I didn't know that. Thank part you, of the story. Pete. Interesting. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Mayor Pete. Love Mayor Pete. Me too. Did you ever see that documentary? Either of you? The Mayor oh, Pete yeah, documentary? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? The one th- uh, before you go on. Sure. The thing about Pete that 
of course, being that he's a gay man with a husband and children, um, and showing the world that you could just be a normal family, mm-hmm. and it's a wonderful image for people to see that are you know never were exposed to uh, gay people before. Yeah. Um, and I I think he's an amazing role model. Yeah. For, for us. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, okay. DEI hat on just really quickly. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Um, I don't like the word normal. Because normal to me just makes you feel like there has to be like this is the right. And I, know I agree. You didn't, I know you didn't mean it. No, that I way. agree. But but the reason I say that, and, and is because, I, I've I, said this before. Yes. The reason I use that word is because some people um, uh, look at us as other. Yes. And if you're coming across the channels and you're surfing and you come to the show, mm-hmm. um, I want you to understand that. We're just people like anybody. Just people, exactly. You know what? I have, you know, I have water under my house. I have a sagging foundation. I have, (laughs) I have, uh, you know, problems with my heating. I have problems. You know, I clean my house. I bake. I cook. I'm a normal person, as anybody else, and that's all I wanted to project. Uh So the word "normal" to them means something, but to us, it's kind of cringy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know you meant that too. It's just it's it's, it's funny how, how we use the word normal to just like describe a particular way of yeah, being, it's, and it's very I hate just that like word. Yeah, I do. I do. Center, you know, it, heterocentric. And, but I'm trying yeah. to like uh, again address everyone that's listening, right? Uh, that doesn't know about LGBT. Yeah, and we love that you're here listening. So thank or watching. So yeah. thank you. Well, I'm, I, we love we, if you're not you know uh, left to center and you just came upon the show. Welcome. We yeah. love you, mm-hmm. and we don't want to be better than you. We no. just, you know, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. moving right along. Okay, the f- the first, should we do the first question? It's kind of a big question. Yeah, okay. It is. okay. Oh, I'm nervous. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Well, we want to get to know ready. you. We want to get to know you. We <laughs> yeah. want we want your audience to get to know you, of course. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. uh, preamble, our growth and development shapes who we are and undoubtedly impacts us throughout our lives. Right. Tell us about your upbringing. Oh boy, that is, that is a deep one, I know. There, Matt. <laughs> I'm sure lot. that was you that came up with that yes. one. How <laughs> did I guess? Um, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, in the '60s. I'm not going to tell you what year because then you'll think I'm old. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, well, old is again. It's all relative. It's all perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's all perspective. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad uh, was murdered before my fifth birthday. And uh, I actually remember the night when the cops came to the door. And that's the only thing I could remember from that part of my life. Yeah. Because it was so tragic. I saw my mother in complete distress. I mean, tears, screaming. It was, it was very, you know, embedded. So I had a cousin that wafted me into the bedroom to keep me out of exposing myself to this. Yeah. But then um, a couple of years after that, she had married a um, an abusive alcoholic gentleman, who man, who abused me and her, used to hit us. Um, deme- my self-esteem was terrible because of him. I grew up uh, just hating myself. I did. And music was my refuge. I used to just hide in the in a bedroom with my little record player and uh, record player. That shows you how old I am. I you know. No CDs at that time, folks, <laughs> and um, yeah, and I and that was my life. I the kids didn't like me because even before my dad passed, I was always a different kid. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother said, "Philip, you always liked girls' things, and you know, you wanted an easy bake oven when you were a little kid yeah. instead of 
G.I. Joe, you know. So, yeah, and then I um, went to college and graduated, went to college, and I started coming into myself because I saw there were a lot of, growing up in New York, I saw there were a lot of people like me who were gay. And I knew I was different. Didn't want, I didn't want to you know, put a label on it. What I, I knew it was different. The word different was the word that I could yeah. use to describe myself. And then um, in college, I, the, 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 the word gay was being used but in a positive way. Mm. See, before, if you were gay, you know, or the F word, mm -hmm. it was bad, mm -hmm. you know. And the word queer, when I grew up, was a bad. Now, I'm so glad that we're recapturing yeah, that word I and agree. empowering that word, you know. And uh, met people that were gay, and it was like, yeah, come to the club with me, Philip, and do this. And it just opened up this door, and I, you know, I became a human being. And that was my... That was my um, development from a uh, caterpillar to a butterfly. That's mm -hmm. how I like to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, is there any, is, did I answer the question? My gosh, yes. Well, well yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I try to, This, of course, it's the abridged version. There's a lot more of that in depth, but that's, yeah. yeah, that's basically. Hard to it. capture an entire life in a few bullet points, but you <laughs> yes. did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. And that's a wonderful question. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Oh my God, we have a ton of questions. I, oh, awesome. We have so you, you many. Take the next one. So, so many. Like, too um, many, but it's okay. great. I, I guess I would say so, so branching off of that, um, you know, what brought you to the Midwest? I got a job. Mm. And um, I don't like to talk about my other job, the one that pays the bills here, because I um, it's you know, I don't like to mix that up. Sure, totally but uh, mm -hmm. I, 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 my mother had died in 1999. Uh, uh, she was a smoker her whole life, and I, I used to badger her, "Stop smoking, mom!" You know, and we were we were tight. I was an only child. She was like my buddy, you know. And when she died, I I lost it. I pretty much lost it. I, mm -hmm. I, I started drinking a lot, staying in bed, not going out. My friends wanted, hey, Philip, don't you want to go to the club? No. And I started getting into a depression, drinking. And some. And I also was trying to take barbiturates that mm -hmm. were with alcohol. Mm -hmm. And that was spiraling me really bad. Very dangerous. Until yeah. this guy who was a, a friend of mine. And I only knew him shortly. But then he got me to apply for this job that was in Minnesota. And shortly thereafter, he died of AIDS. Mm. It was wow. like he came into my life, lifted me up, brought me here, and he disappeared. It was almost like a guardian angel. It was very biz bizarre yeah, how it happened. Yeah. I didn't even know him very well. He just came into my life sh you know, shortly and came out. You know how sometimes that happens? You have people that are, you know, enter your life and then they just leave yep. really quickly. It's kind of, they're there for a reason. I for really sure. believe that. I agree. And um, the next thing you know, I meet my husband and I'm the happiest gay man probably in the entire world. Mm -hmm. I love him to death. Hi, honey. Mm -hmm. and, hi, Bjorn. Uh, hi, Bjorn. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and um, yeah, I love Minnesota so much. I, I think I, I was meant to be here. I, 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 I'm not a New Yorker in a lot of ways. New York mm -hmm. is a... Uh, a little rough. I was mm. never a rough person. Mm -hmm. um, it has a lot of directness, whereas here it's very passive aggressive, which I I like. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like that because <laughs> I could say, "Oh, that," you know, "Oh, bless." You. It's like the Southerners when they go, "Bless your heart." Yes. You know, <laughs> "Oh, I," you know, "I," I uh, blah blah blah. You go, "Oh, bless your heart," you know. But Minnesotans just go, oh, "That's nice." That's you interesting. Know? <laughs> Meantime, mm -hmm. in New York, it's like, "What are you sick? You know, <laughs> what's wrong with you?" <laughs> 
Yeah, so that's uh, that was my entrance into Minnesota. Yeah. Is that a, that, that yeah, pretty much yeah, answered absolutely. the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Next question. Yeah. I'm j- jumping around because there's so many good questions on, on our list. I love this getting to know you thing. I do too. I want my new audience yeah. to know That's me. Not, yeah. The old one knows a lot about me. Yeah. The, the <laughs> not po- old. The original. The classic. The, pa- the original. The classic podcast listeners the know vintage. me. Yeah. The but vintage. now the radio people need to know me because I am a, a little bit different. Hello, radio people. So, hi, radio people. I still, I still uh, can't believe that I'm here. I well, still, I, I still can't. But anyway, how about, how about this? I like this question maybe to add on. To okay. That. Yeah. What is something you've learned about yourself? in the last few years? Something that I learned about myself recently, yeah, like yeah. in the last few years. Because you shared some of these things, you know, from like your life and upbringing, you know, some of those like pieces, but what's something that maybe you've learned in, in this stage of your life that maybe is, you know, I don't know, influenced you, impacted you, or maybe done like a mind shift? Yeah. I think it's that I love myself more. Mm. That was the difference because mm-hmm. I, like I said, growing up in New York, it was a very negative thing. Yeah. The, the memories are negative. Could I uh, ask a follow-up to that? Yeah, yeah, Then to sure. explore that. Um, what, in, in what ways have you found found that love or do you continue to like, to fill that love for yourself? Oh my goodness. I think, I'll, I think many people, you know, myself included, there are times, you know, where you just struggle with that and right. loving yourself is critical and important for your own mental health, your physical well-being and for connectedness to other people. It's like, how do you continue to fill that bucket for yourself? Yeah, that's a very good question. I think, um, you know, like I said, when I went to college, I started opening up and mm-hmm. becoming more accepting of who I was. Mm-hmm. But I still didn't like myself, mm. if that makes any mm-hmm. sense at all. Um, it's pretty deep. But coming here was uh, an opening for me. Mm-hmm. It was like the door was closed, and now I'm like really free because I made made so many great friends, like you two guys and um, uh, other friends that are out there. You know who you are. Um, and I just uh, I, I discovered that I love myself. I, I, you know, that was the thing that really changed me because when I lived in New York, you know, I, I accept accepting yourself and loving yourself are different, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very different. Yeah, they are. And I came here, and I started to lo- actually love who I am. Mm-hmm. I saw how people, you know, on Facebook, you know, when I when I uh, gave them the news about the show, how loving oh my god i'm so proud of you i could cry i love you da, da, da. and uh, it, it was just overwhelming mm-hmm. the support I, I i have and the wonderful friends and family that are around me so yeah that's that's the best i could way i can answer the yeah question. that's great yeah yeah, yeah. Like community around you yes much mm-hmm. i think my my friends when i was telling you in new york were very transient mm-hmm. new york friends were like can you take me to the club? You have, can you drive me? If not, then they moved on. It was kind of like the, that kind of thing. Whereas here, it's they're friends for life. You know, sure. they 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 care about you. Yeah. And so that was the opening for me to realize I love myself. I am a good person. Mm-hmm. You know, good. Well, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't absolutely. think we would be here if we disagreed with that. So, yeah, yeah. so we, we have four and a half minutes to uh, do another question yeah. uh, if you want. So. so I, I, okay, good segue there. I love the fact that you talk about loving yourself and that being very different than accepting yourself and, and just how you found kind of that 
that joy. And I think it is really obvious in your character. And oh, thank you. you. That's you, so sweet. Awesome. You were always so positive, and you you turn out to support you know other people. And I I guess you know we've talked uh, in regards to this show. You've talked a lot about wanting it to be a safe space where people feel welcome and and you know people feel like they can connect with this. So what are you hoping that listeners will take away from this show, and why do you think it's so important to have a show like this in the block that it's in for Minnesota? Yeah. So again, the, the, I, I think I have a, a, a dual job, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. with this show. One, of course, is to uplift the LGBTQ community. There are a lot of people out there that are having mental health issues, mm-hmm. struggles, mm-hmm. because of their realizing that, hey, I'm different. Okay. And being different makes you special in a good way. Mm-hmm. Don't take it that you're this weirdo or deviant, the way the the right tries to portray you, you're not. You're a human being and you're you're walking a different path. They're just walking next to you. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Nobody's walking ahead of you or behind you. You're just walking together, Mm -hmm. but on a different path. Mm -hmm. And uh, as far as the um, progressive part of the show, there are issues that really are important to me. Women's health is a really big one. politics of 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 um climate change mm-hmm. um i'm going to have i'm going to be speaking about clean water on my next show uh which would be probably two shows or three shows i mean i don't know when the order is anymore i'm, I'm over, overwhelmed but um <laughs> You're doing a lot but yeah oh my god i've been just i've been sitting in this studio i feel like i live here um and so yeah so a lot of the issues that us progressives we progressive us progressive What's the grammar? We, that uh, we progress, yeah, care about. And so, um, and politics, of course, is the bottom line. You have to vote. If you don't vote, these issues don't even matter. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. And if, if uh, so, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't like to say his name, you know that, mm-hmm. uh, but we call him what? You should not be named. Voldemort. <laughs> if, if Voldemort does become president again, I think you can just, pretty much, and, and I hate to say this, flush all of our rights down the drain. Everybody's rights down the drain. And I'm not scaring you. I'm being honest. That's how I feel in my soul. So everybody has to go out and vote, door knock, do whatever you can do to contribute. Maybe this is my naive hope, but we have people like Angie Craig, for example. Hey, yeah. hey Angie, you're coming back to the show. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who are in these positions to try to hold that power at bay, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I think we have a lot of good people, but I agree. I'm still scared, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm very scared. And, you know, you have you have Pete Buttigieg, Andy Craig, uh, mm-hmm. Angie Craig, a lot of others that I... I, I Tammy just Baldwin. Uh, yes. Love you, Tammy. Maybe if you come to... Another me. guest. Another potential <laughs> guest. <laughs> my God, could you imagine Tammy Baldwin on my show? I think I'd collapse. Anyway, oh, so uh, uh, when we get back from the next break... We want, I want to piggyback on more questions about me because, again, the radio audience has no idea who I am. And it's important that they get to know you. I am not. I am just show. Joe Blow to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to open up myself to them. And this is not a, a, a slur against you or anything, but you are Joe Blow. You're a regular guy. Yeah, and yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah. Just as much as anybody else. Yeah, we yeah. want to hear your voice. So let's continue with the Downright Upright Show Philip Anthony after these messages. Yay! 
Back to the Downright Upright Show. I am your host, Philip Anthony, and our show again is on AM nine fifty, uh, and it's the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. Oh my God, they found my song. That's going to be my. That's going to be my Heck last yes. segment yeah. lead-in song. I love that. I love the message in that song. Mm-hmm. Come on, people, now smile on your brother. Everybody, get together. And try and love one another, right? Amen. Oh my God, I, I I don't know. Every time, I it, it never fails. When that song came out, did you see my face? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm gonna add that to my playlist because I haven't listened to that song in a while. Oh, That's a, you, you got me feeling it immediately. It, it was here for uh, it. I'm still getting goosebumps from it. I love it because I I I I, I think we need more music like that. The music music moves you. Yeah. It, it moved the message of the song. And the rest of it is great. You remind so, me, is it the birds or who? No, is the it? group is called. They were one hit wonder. Oh, really? They, they're called the Young Bloods. Oh. And okay. it's called Get Together is the name of the song. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll help you find it on Spotify <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thank you, Patrick, for finding my song. Uh, you're amazing. Well, you're welcome. They're actually from Greenwich Village, the Young Bloods. Oh, that's fun. Are, are they really? Yeah, yes. I'm just looked them up right nice now. Nice connection. Oh my God, uh, Patrick is amazing. Like he he does the investigative work behind the scenes. I love him. Yeah, you guys love, oh, love this whole station. Amazing. <laughs> AM nine fifty, the progressive voice of Minnesota is the best. Okay, so this is the last segment, and we'll talk a little bit about me, and then mm-hmm. we'll end the show on a happy note here. So who's going to be the uh, next person? I'm to, taking it. So yeah. next question. To pick up the ball. So what are your thoughts about gay life, or I say queer life, LGBTQIA plus life mm-hmm. now in 2024 versus your younger years? And these are sort of additional questions. Um, you don't have to answer exactly. But so like what evolution have you seen or where do you see their, um, our community continue to evolve? Yeah, that's a very good question. I, I Personally, as a gay man, I think we've, you know, we've moved mountains at this point. I think we did, we're doing great. Um, we got marriage equality. We got, uh, we're able to adopt now. Um, there's a lot of things that we can do, but my worry is, again, stepping backwards with the next election. And again, I wanna address the trans community. They are going through what we as gay people went through in the uh, 60s and 70s. Uh, now the backlash is against them. And again, people, smile on your brother. Everybody get together, try and love one another. Right sorry, now. I was just on my phone. I had to add that song to my playlist before I forgot. That's yeah. what I was doing. <laughs> okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> my phone God. is away. I love him. Uh, yeah, we have to we have to embrace yeah. the trans community. Yeah. They they are getting death threats. They are being yeah. uh, talked about losing their rights. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they they can't even get the the care they need the health care that they need in certain states. So, yeah, let's just get together and embrace them, right? Again, just people, too. Yeah, just people, mm-hmm. and they just want to be loved, just like all of us. Mm-hmm. Gender-affirming care yes. saves lives. Oh, yes. Exactly. That's why I said health care. It's health care mm-hmm. to them. It's health care. It yeah. is. And um, uh, we love you on the Downright Upright show. If you're a trans person, you this is the place for you. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna, to – this is a safe space. Or connected to one. Shoot them this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you want to be a guest, please. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I need a network of trans people. I, it's not as big as I'd like. You know, obviously, we have Ellie Krug, mm-hmm. who has a show on mm-hmm. AM 950. Uh, right before mine, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying that. That's so cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, Ellie is, Ellie's show is amazing. And uh, yeah, so if you, if you know anybody that wants to be a guest and you're in the trans community, please, you know, call the show, call the station, write me, you know, downrightuprightshow at gmail.com is the uh, email for this show. Again, I'll say it, downrightuprightshow at gmail.com. Oh, I sound good there. You do? Yeah. I could do my NPR voice. <laughs> Hello. Well, no, no, it's your AM950 voice. My am, no, my AM950 voice is just me. Yes, that's right. You know, I'm going to be me, and you know, I hope people like who I am. So, you know. But uh, so who had the next question awesome. really quick? So I want to know, and, and this is, you know, you can take this fun way mm-hmm. or, or serious way. Um, do you have any, like, really fun or really memorable political anecdotes? Because you've done a lot of stuff. You've been to a lot of things. You've volunteered for a lot of different spaces. So what's, what's one that sticks out? Oh, boy, that's a good question. I Like I said, you know, I've met a lot of local politicians, and I, I find them so approachable. Mm. You know, I, I have to admit, though, I haven't spoken to very many Republicans, although I did, I don't know if I should say this, but one particular Republican, <laughs> I was at Home Depot. <laughs> this is, I have to say it. Uh, and I recognized this person because they, they were very prominent at the time, uh, in uh, in politics in Minnesota, and I, you know, we, our eyes met. So I was like ready. It was approaching him, and he ran away from me. Oh, what? Wow! I was his constituent. He ran away from me. That never happened to me by a, from a DFL person. And I'm not trying to, you know, again, you know, love one another. But you know, hey, they have to love you first. You know, 100%. You gotta love me. And in a position know. like that, yeah, you need to. Ran away. Yeah. Yeah. I was in Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> Shopping so, for plants, you know. I don't know what we were. I, I, I think I just met. Uh, I just had met my husband or something, and we were trying to. He was helping me fix up the house, you know. Yeah. Anyway, but um, um, but my, my whole thing about me as a person, I think I'm very empathetic. Mm-hmm. I can put myself in the spot of another person and understand their struggles. I think that's what makes me approachable and I, I think that's why this show is so amazing because I can touch people's heart and I, I'm gonna try to do that. I'm gonna do the best I can because I think touching one's heart is the way to get people to come together and try and love one another right yeah. now, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, we have three minutes. Uh, does anybody else wanna ask me anything really quick before we just do the light closing and uh, we didn't plan for a third question. We could probably do that. Oh, okay, okay. You, you, and you mentioned this. You were talking about your uh, yes. album collection. Yes. So, like, oh. what was your what was your soundtrack back in the day? Yes. Yeah. So curious. And it's so funny. I just spoke about this on one of my shows. So, when I was very little, my mother belonged to Columbia House, which was a. Oh yeah. If you buy, it was something like in the magazine. If you buy one album, you get five free or something, mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. you know you pay a dime, or yeah, five cents. I did, or whatever. The, I did the same thing. I did BMG or whatever. It was such a racket. Remember yeah, those? Terrible. Yes. <laughs> and my mother used to, and her music was very. I love your mom up there, but very blah. Like she was, <laughs> her music was Montavani, and I don't know if you know who they I are. Know what that is like uh, orchestrated, very um, soft. Soft, 
like relaxing music. And teach their own. I I uh, had cousins that loved rock and roll at the time, and uh -huh. I I loved, but I had no records. But one of the albums she had was Petula Clark's "I Know a Place." She was a rockin' woman. She was the first, <laughs> I think, in my generation, the first rock and roll female artist. And I don't know if you know the song goes, I know a place where them, and it's got drums and it's be has beat rhythm. And that's that another song on your Spotify. I'm look it up. Yep. And uh, yeah, and I got into her, and uh, and then I had Erin Livingston, who's going to be doing that Helen Reddy tribute show um, on uh, February the 4th at Crooners. And Everybody go, and Helen Reddy was also a um, you know a big uh, influence in my life. I am woman, hear me roar, mm. women's strength, and yeah. So uh, we're going to close the show. We have a minute left. Uh, I just want to thank a few people. I want to thank my co-host, who I love tremendously. Um, it was an honor having you guys. I feel emotional <laughs> having you guys as my first guests on my show, mm -hmm. radio show. And I want to thank the owner uh, of AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, Chad Larson. He, belie he believed in me, gave me this moment. Thank you, Chad. Um, I'd like to thank Brett Johnson, uh, who's not here, but he also believed in me. And Patrick Lilia, uh, another of my uh, producer directors. Um, what an amazing man, big heart. And... Um, and I'd like to thank all my previous guests who were on my podcast, and now it's a radio show. I love you all, and everybody get together and try and love one another. My God, I'm emotional. Yay. Thank you. I love you all. Bye now. Bye.